Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business news podcast from Business in Vancouver newspaper and BIV.com. I'm Tyler Orton. We are on hiatus right now, but we'll be back in mid-August with more great interviews. Today, I'm going to leave you off with a conversation I had just a few weeks ago with CBRE's Jason Kisselback. He's delving into why Vancouver is surging in the latest rankings for the best tech hubs in North America. That despite the fact that the city has the worst gender gap among 50 North American cities examined here in this latest report. Interesting conversation, and it really showcases how we, Vancouver, still have miles to go towards, I guess, bridging some of those gaps. CBRE's 2019 Scoring Tech Talent Report reveals Vancouver is making a rapid ascent in the rankings. And joining us today to delve further into Vancouver's role as a tech hub across North America, it's Jason Kisselback. He is vice president at CBRE's Vancouver office. Hey, Jason, thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so interesting to note here, Vancouver in this latest report, it jumped a whole whack load of spots here. It's now ranked number 12. I believe last time is number 25 in a list of 50 cities across the continent. First, tell us what's the criteria you guys used in the rankings and then maybe what's behind this surge that we're seeing here in Vancouver? Sure. So um, the, the report really is covering the availability of highly skilled technical workers to create and enable software and devices. Um, they're looking at 20 different occupations from software developers to systems and data managers. And what we're being scored on is the availability of quality labor, um, the availability of jobs for that quality labor, and then what does it cost to actually run one of those companies in terms of wages and uh, office rents. The reason that we have jumped up uh, the rankings so much this year, I believe, is uh, we're, we're graduating quite a bit of those uh, skilled workers, and we're creating a significant amount of jobs. But if you look at the 50 cities that are ranked, we're number 49 in terms of costs for wages and, and net rent. So we're seeing this influx of companies moving up the coast from Silicon Valley, from Seattle, um, because they see us as uh, a value play. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was writing a story about this maybe about a month ago, and I just kind of documented so far this year all the number of you know Silicon Valley or, or Seattle companies that are setting satellite offices up in Vancouver. Just anecdotally right. from your own perspective, you're seeing this surge as well. It's something that you're hearing from, say, clients or just as you're going about your day-to-day work. Huge surge, yeah. I mean, we're always tracking you know, tenants in the market or who's doing deals on the new uh, projects that are under construction, and it's you know the the elephant in the room is Amazon, who's done a big deal for downtown office space. But you know Microsoft, Apple, uh, Kabam is another big one. They're all um, either growing significantly, and we're already located here, or are setting up um, offices for the first time. So yeah, it's definitely uh, I think it's good news. Well, one of the things that you did point out just a second ago, though, is you're looking at cost in a city like Vancouver. And from your perspective, look, we have wages are relatively low compared with, say, I don't know, Silicon Valley, for example, which is known for its high wages. Can you give us a ballpark figure of, you know, where Vancouver is, what, you know, maybe the average wage is for a tech worker here? Yeah. So it, it, in terms of the uh, the jobs that we're tracking in this report, I think the average wage for Vancouver is in that sixty to sixty-five thousand dollar range, 
And in Seattle and Silicon Valley, it's, it's basically double that. So um, they can hire skilled talent for significantly less. Um, yeah, so just I think the equation makes sense. The other thing that we're kind of thinking about a lot, and I've been hearing a lot about it from people in your industry too, though, is just the vacancy rate, especially mm-hmm. in downtown Vancouver. What are you guys uncovering here in your latest report? Yeah, so we're uh, tied with Toronto for the lowest downtown office vacancy in North America right now at 2.6%. A year ago, it was, I believe, 4.6%. So we've seen a significant decrease in the vacancy rate. Uh, And we're not projecting that there's going to be much change. We have the most supply under construction that we've ever had. Downtown Vancouver at about 3.8 million square feet, which we'll begin delivering in 2022-2023. Typically, when you go into a new build cycle like that, it's going to provide some relief in terms of vacancy and available space, um, primarily from those projects that are delivering. And then also as tenants move in, move out of space and into those new builds, they leave what we call backfill space. What we're noticing now is that a lot of the new deals done on um, the new projects that will deliver uh, in a few years, they're actually new entrants to the market. So we're not going to see any of that backfill space. So um, there's no reason to believe that the vacancy rate's going to increase significantly. And is it a result of, I don't know, some of those big giants like WeWork coming in, or is it just because, yeah. you know, there's a, a sudden surge in interest, or is it like a different factors going on right here with regards to the vacancy rate? It's both those things. I mean, there's growth happening from local um, tenants, such as professional services firms, like the law firms and the accounting firms. They're growing. Um, We've got the new entrance to the market from the tech industry. And then you nailed it. WeWork and these other co-working brands who weren't even really, you know, Uh, consideration five years ago are now some of the biggest tenants in the city. So it's all of these factors happening at the same time that's, you know, creating this pressure on space and we're seeing significant increases in rents, even though we're relatively cheaper. If you're a tenant downtown Vancouver and your lease is expiring right now and you're coming off a five-year term, you're seeing like 30 to 50% increase in your net rent. So if you're not a behemoth tech company, that's a significant increase to absorb. Well, I get the sense from you, just what you were saying earlier, though, is that it may not be that this problem is solved within a year's time or anything like that. Is this going to be kind of like the new reality for a lot of the companies just with regards to, say, pressure within you know leasing space uh, to operate? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the foreseeable future, definitely uh, we don't see a significant change unless there's some sort of glo- global economic event that uh, you know causes a pullback across the board. Fingers crossed, uh, that's not on the horizon either. But uh, (laughs) one of the other things we need to talk about here, because there's other stuff that you guys delve into in this report, and you think of Vancouver as as a very progressive city, though you look Mm -hmm. at, say, the gender diversity issue here. Vancouver is doing exceptionally poorly here, Uh, 82% male to 18% uh, female. This is among the worst uh, of cities uh, that you guys ranked here. Does it hurt mm-hmm. the city's reputation at all as a tech hub? What do you make of the numbers that we're seeing here and what I just described as a, a pretty progressive city? Without being a smartass, it's 28% female. So it's a little it? better. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that is definitely something that we should 
be trying to solve for. And it probably starts at, you know, even the, the education level, right? Starting at the schools, do we have enough females in these engineering programs and how do we get more in there? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily looked at as, say, a detriment. Like, we don't want to go to Vancouver because the the gender diversity is not at a point that we think it needs to be. But I, I think it's just offering um, more, I don't know, incentive or just being more open to uh, females in the industry. And, and yeah, I think it really starts with, um, you know, are they, uh, are the degrees that lead to these jobs appealing to females? And if not, how do we change that? Well, if we're talking about degrees, uh, one of the things that you guys analyze, though, is just the number of new grads coming out and maybe how that's filling in the the talent shortage that we're always hearing about. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, way that Vancouver is producing tech workers and maybe attracting tech workers as well, based on the numbers that you've guy, you guys have uncovered. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the term is either brain gain or brain drain. And brain drain would mean you're graduating a ton of uh, of new highly skilled workers, but there's not enough job opportunities in the city, so they leave. That would be the brain drain. Brain gain is the opposite, where you're producing more jobs than there are graduates, so you're actually attracting skilled workers from other cities, which is a great thing. Um, But to answer your question, um, we're definitely increasing the number of new grads that are coming out of places like UBC, SFU, BCIT, Kwantlen, um, and it's in computer engineering, math, and stats, um, other other engineering degrees. Um, so we're seeing growth in in those new grads, and then because our city is a desirable place to live and we're creating job opportunities as these new tech companies come here, we're attracting skilled labor from outside of uh, the city of Vancouver as well. Well, maybe we'll leave it off with this age-old question about kind of the, the conundrum of Vancouver, where we have a high cost of living but relatively low wages. Is this going to be a bit of a pressure point for some companies moving forward in that, yeah, they're being attracted to this area because you know they can get uh, labor relatively cheap, but does that put pressure just because a lot of the people that maybe they're hiring are struggling to you know get by day-to-day just because of the high costs here? Yes. Uh, the two comments I have there. One is if you look at um, our cost of renting an apartment versus some of these um, the cities that are high up on the list, we're actually relatively not that expensive. But you're, you're right. And the problem is our wages are too low. There is speculation that when these bigger tech companies come up from Seattle or San Francisco, um, they have the ability to pay higher wage more than that $65,000 average. And they're actually going to move that average up and offer people higher salaries. And that will kind of rise the tide across the board. So that might help out this the affordability crisis that we're always talking about. Because I really do think it's, it's a wage issue. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the impact. We talk about, the, say, Amazon. You mentioned it at the top. And then we also are hearing rumblings of Apple. Uh, expanding in Vancouver. We know that Microsoft Mm -hmm. has a big footprint. So we're looking at a lot of these giants making more of an impression here in the city. It's going to be fascinating to see as it unfolds in the coming years here. But uh, for now, Jason, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Thanks a lot for having me. That's Jason Kisselback, Vice President, CBRE's Vancouver office. And stay with us, Harrison Brown from HeadCheck Health. He joins us next to discuss a new partnership with the CFL. 